Dave Payette kills his preconceptions by practicing zero-based thinking. He knows that the past is only relevant as data. Yoho comment. The past is a spent resource, a sunk cost that cannot be recovered. You must continually decide whether to retain your hard-won ideas and education or change your mind. Blinding yourself and missing hazards wastes time, money, and effort. Today it can cost you your life. My most painful experience has been changing my mind about many, quote, facts and throwing off old beliefs. Dave does it better than I do, and what follows is all his. The world the way it actually is. Five recent reveals not to miss. All wars are bankers' wars. David Webb, the great taking. A full-scale nanotech attack on us all. New Zealand's mother of all revelations. The fakeologist and Dr. David Martin. This post is by Dave Payette. October 23rd, 2023, and I have a link to the original. All wars are bankers' wars. Check out this excellent 43-minute documentary from Michael Rivero below. Okay, so it is from 2010, but Dr. Mercola just published a piece on it last week. With minimal effort, here is a great opportunity to quickly gain a good high-level understanding of how the world's most powerful bankers have been responsible for every major war in modern history, how their private central banks captured and rigged the global financial system, how this rigged system has produced unfathomable wealth and power for them, while enslaving we the people and our nations in a hopeless system of spiraling debt and regularly recurring wars, and how, if allowed to continue unchallenged, this will ultimately ensure the destruction of our economies, our currencies, our treasuries, and of nation-state sovereignty altogether. Essentially, life as we know it. Of course, that is what the powerful families behind the central banks, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the Warburgs, and the Morgans, etc., and their wealthy industrialist cohort, intended all along. This is because they've always seen the current system and social compact, including free market capitalism, individual rights, nation states, democracy, and especially the United States Constitution, as constraints on their power. They have also believed for well over a hundred years that the system must be comprehensively destroyed in order to bring about a one-world government, i.e., a new world order or great reset, which is completely controlled by them. Thanks for reading the Power versus the People paradigm. Subscribe for free to review new posts and support my work. Click here for Dr. Mercola's article, which provides a summary and a trimmed-down transcript of the documentary. I have seldom seen this information laid out so well, outside the confines of a 300 to 500 page book of which there are many whether with Rivero's video or Mercola's article which only takes about 15 minutes to read the above provide an excellent overview of the true history of these private central banks and their impacts on US military and foreign policy among other things they also offer a gander 
at just how easy it is for the world's most powerful private bankers to run all governments from the shadows, which they do with their rigged financial system and how, ultimately, they are behind almost all the major ills plaguing our world. Most importantly, clear solutions are well laid out, which, while not easy, are simple and achievable if enough people wake up to the problem before it is too late. David Webb, The Great Taking David Webb is a former hedge fund manager who has just authored a new book called The Great Taking. I had the pleasure of meeting David and seeing him give a lecture on his book at a wonderful Freedom Movement event that was recently held by the fantastic Doctors' Appeal organization in Sweden. As Sasha Ladapova describes in her post below, this lecture began at 11 p.m. and went until 1 a.m., and so extraordinary was it that the room was still packed at the end. So enthralled were many of us that several stragglers, including me, waited around to pester David afterward with more questions until close close to two in the morning. Sasha continues, quote, The lecture was by David Webb, his topic, The Great Taking, by which he means the mechanism of immediate confiscation of your financial assets by the owners of the central banks. This mechanism is already in place. It is not dependent on digital IDs and CBDCs. If you thought you owned the financial securities in your retirement account, think again. Turns out they are not really yours. Have you ever attended a lecture on finance that started at 11 p.m., went until 1 a.m., and the room was still packed? This was a first time for me, and I attended a lot of conferences in my life. As I was listening to this brilliant lecture, I really felt I was seeing part two of the creature of Jekyll Island. The Great Taking essentially picks up where G. Edward Griffin's famous masterpiece ends. It effectively shows us where the original sin, okay, early sin, of the founding of the Federal Reserve in 1913 has brought us right up to the present day. What it is still inexorably leading to and what our central banks have been really up to behind our backs the last 40 or 50 years in furthering this agenda. Suffice it to say, together with our governments and legislators, both of which these private central bankers control, they have gradually installed in stealth the necessary legislative framework and other preparation needed globally to usher in a World Economic Forum vision of reality where we will all, quote, own nothing and be happy, unquote. This can be legally brought into existence when the current debt markets collapse, as they inevitably will. In essence, the great taking reveals the methods at work to make the so-called great reset happen, proving beyond any reasonable doubt that said great reset is not simply a crazed vision of fascist psychopaths and their useful fool sycophants who gather every year in Davos, but a long and carefully planned agenda that is approaching its final stages in line with the UN's 2030 agenda timeline. Sasha explains the rest masterfully, so please check out her points above. There you will also see a short interview Ivor Cummins did with David Webb the following day. David wants to keep a low profile, so I would not be surprised if we do not see him in many other interviews. I was standing next to Ivor for a good 15 minutes, 
at one in the morning as he was trying to cajole David into agreeing to that interview. I'm glad he succeeded, but you are probably going to have to read the book for more. The Great Taking is free to download here. It is next on my list of books to read, but based on the strength of the lecture, I can guarantee it is a must-read. So riveting was this lecture that I took close to 15 pages of notes thinking I was going to dedicate an entire Substack post to it. But now I no longer have to, thanks to Sasha. The Full-Scale Nanotechnology Attack on Us All As many of us who follow them know, Drs. Anna Marie Michalsia and David Nixon are two of the world's leading independent researchers using microscopy to study the COVID-19 injections and their effects on human blood and public health. Their research indicates that it is no longer just the blood of those who receive the injections, but that of us all, which has been adversely impacted by the COVID bioweapons, with potentially dire implications for the human race. In short, their microscopy, which anyone can freely see and read about it via their links above, lays bare the globalist transhuman agenda for all to see. For anyone who might not know what transhumanism is, you probably heard of crazy conspiracy theories about globalist plans to physically connect us all to a central global computer. Or maybe you simply heard technocrat billionaire Elon Musk directly say many times that he is a big supporter of this vision and is actively working to help bring it in his own special way. In any event, and in brief, that is transhumanism. As an aside, in my opinion, Musk is a controlled CIA op, much like Twitter always was and remains. So when he says much of anything, my advice is to assume it is the CIA that is speaking or double-speaking as the case may be. For more, here are the last 15 minutes of the Big Reset movie, which focus predominantly on the transhumanism agenda. I suppose anything is possible, but I struggle to fathom how anyone who still believes the official COVID narratives could watch this and, not, and not, still not see it. If you still have not seen the Big Reset movie, this is a must-see documentary which really should be viewed in its entirety multiple times to get the most of it, and I have links there. Dr. Milhasia recently chaired the post below from the outraged human along with the following message. This is one of the most important whistleblowing research articles I've read to date. I have downloaded every link provided, and so should you. Outraged Human has given us a systemic reveal of how nanotechnology is part of the 2030 agenda, one of the most secretive parts. The science we see was presented in 2007. It's brilliant, and you must read it and share it. Take the time to study it. It's about your life. That is what we have been finding in the blood. We've been right all along. As a lay leader, reader, I would like to add that the Outraged Human's excellent article is extremely helpful in providing the sorely needed context and scientific explanations for the self-assembling nanotechnology, 
which independent researchers like Drs. Milhasia and Nixon have been showing us in the vaccines and in human blood for close to two years. I did not neither need further convincing that this self-assembly was real. Too many impressive people have demonstrated it, and the governments and the media have been doing everything they can to hide it. So I was sure it was legit. I also knew it had been long planned, but I did not have a scientific explanation for it, and I had no direct proof of the existence of this planning. Now, thanks to the outraged human, we have both in spades. Outraged systemically reveals an extensive range of government and industry papers from the last 16 years. These documents are a smoking gun if there ever was one. Yes, under the direction of their masters, powerful factions in the U.S. government and others have indeed been actively pursuing a hidden in plain sight transhumanist agenda against the citizens of the United States and the world for at least 20 years but probably closer to 40. The transhumanism and depopulation, i.e. democidal agendas, are closely interrelated and form two major planks in the overall New World Order agenda. As Outraged also shows, while the papers he reveals were sourced from government and industry websites, nearly all have been systemically removed in an obvious attempt to conceal them. But with the dead links, Outrage was still able to find most of the articles in question by using the Internet Archive, the Wayback Machine. So there you go. The transhumanism agenda is real, and for the incredibly low price of about one hour of your time, the above post from the outraged human offers proof and an excellent opportunity to see it all clearly. Next is the mother of all revelations from New Zealand. This is the first I've seen of Liz Gunn, the newly elected MP from the Loyalty Party in New Zealand, but I do not doubt a word of what she says in her video in the, in the post below. Most of it is easily triangulated in countless other ways. Here, Gunn reveals the existence of whistleblower information vetted by an independent expert, which, quote, shows tens of thousands of deaths related to the jab, and this is just one of the sites recording this type of information in New Zealand, unquote. In other words, actual deaths will be much higher. Gunn's information also shows that 30 people jabbed in one clinic in one day all died soon afterwards. A whistleblower has come forward and given Liz Gunn of the New Zealand Loyal Party documentation showing that tens of thousands of New Zealanders have died within a short time of vaccination. Remember, New Zealand has just over 5 million people, so tens of thousands of deaths are significant in anybody's book. This is from our article. I remember all the early praise that the world's propaganda media heaped on New Zealand's Prime Minister at the time, Jacinda Ardern, for being a, quote, exemplary leader, during the COVID crisis. This was pretty early on in my own personal and still ongoing awakening. But I also remember thinking that indefinitely shutting down an entire country because of a few cases, which is all New Zealand ever had in the early months, seemed extreme. Never mind that information available at the time also showed the, those who could 
circumnavigate the censorship that they these so-called cases were based on the administration of a knowingly flawed PCR test for a supposed but never isolated virus with a fatality rate on a par with the flu. I also saw Ardern declare her government to be the sole source of truth on health for New Zealanders, and I watched her grin as she promised to make life hell for the unvaccinated to the point of bragging that a two-tiered society was exactly what she had in mind. Then, like a lot of other people, I started to study young global leaders of the World Economic Forum, and I came to know that Mrs. Ardern was one of the communist Nazi Klaus Schwab's biggest disciples and syncophants, along with Justin Trudeau and many more. Suddenly, it all seemed to make sense. Much later, just when I was sure I could no longer be shocked or surprised by anything, Ardern's replacement, the now outgoing boy man, Chris Hipkins, who has spent just nine months as prime minister, declared his first big speech to the press to the priority of hunting down and, quote, vaccinating the few remaining resistant New Zealanders. That was nearly three years into the COVID era after all the incalculable damage Jacinda Ardern and her government had inflicted on New Zealand at the behest of their New World Order masters. And this is Hipkins' priority. Now, as Liz Gunn is helping to reveal, New Zealand is experiencing, at a minimum, tens of thousands of excess deaths and several times more injuries as a result of the COVID bioweapon injections. This would be staggering in any country, let alone one with a relatively small population like New Zealand. Sadly, the trends in New Zealand are global. Whatever the COVID shots were, de- whenever, wherever the COVID shots were deployed in a big way. Long may the great reveal of these crimes continue until all their surviving victims and perpetrator receive the justice they deserve. Next is the fakeologist and the fake Dr. David Martin. Okay, this is not recent, but here is an outstanding expose of David Martin from the fakeologist, which I only came across recently. Frankly, it is one of the more interesting and eye-opening essays I've read for quite some time. I understand that most people who found this page will be very familiar with David Martin, but for those who are not, Martin seemed to come from nowhere right around the time or perhaps soon after the COVID injections came to market. He gained instant notoriety and a large following in the freedom movement for being an ardent critical critic of the so-called vaccines. As the founder and CEO of a company that purportedly analyzes patents on a worldwide basis, looking for trends and data insights, Martin also helped bring new, new information to light about the pre-existence of multiple patents, which certainly appeared to indicate that the COVID-19 indeed had been planned long in advance. Martin has been one of the most articulate and outspoken public figures in the freedom movement. However, like at least one other very prominent figure in the movement, and perhaps many lesser-known individuals, Martin also appears to be a spook and a controlled opposition fraud. Many have suspected this for a long time. Martin has something of a cocky demeanor, 
which does not pass the smell test for many people. I was one of them, but I certainly found many of Martin's arguments compelling and readily verifiable because many of them were both these things. But what really did it for me was Martin's in-your-face use of numbers and symbols that speak to the Illuminati crowd. This was and remains blatant. So I took the time to study these things a little bit. For those interested, James Muskets, The New World Religion and the Beliefs of the Elite, published in 2018, provides an excellent foundation for understanding the symbols and numerology, as well as many other things, which our most psychopathic elites believe in. So I had a strong sense that Martin was controlled opposition. I was also well aware of the concept of fifth-generation warfare, or what Daniel Abbott describes as a war of, quote, information and perception, unquote. Ditto for the weaponization of the Hegelian dialectic. But I had a very poor understanding of how all these things actually come together and work in practice at a sophisticated level. However, I have since read the fakeologist's essay above, and wow, do I see it in a much more clear light now. There is nothing like a good case study to help one understand something complex, and when it comes to controlled opposition in a fifth-generation warfare era, David Martin makes for an excellent case study. For those who still believe Martin is really what he purports to be, read and watch the fakeologist masterfully deconstruct all of it, piece by piece. For those who were already into Martin, onto Martin, or who do not know him, this essay is still worthwhile because it dissects and shows with excellent precision how controlled opposition at its best actually works. This knowledge is valuable in this day and age, and in my opinion, the fakeologist did an outstanding job with his research and resulting essay. Yoho note, sophisticated psychopaths imitate human emotions. Some even have empathy. They understand human feelings. But they do not have sympathy, which is caring about others. Keep an eye out for these jackals and never underestimate your ability to be fooled by the next one. It's happened to me. My spider alarms did go off every time I heard Martin speak, though. And here's my pitch. I apologize for this painful read. It was just as bad for me, and I had to narrate it. I'll be back to health topics soon. If you value my work, please grab some subscribers for me. Best and thanks. Here's my disclaimer. I claim no copyright. You may quote any of my essays or books in part or whole without restriction or permission if you credit me. My writing is general commentary, and because I'm retired, I no longer give medical advice. As always, examine the sources and come to your own conclusions. Make your own decisions about your health and use the information here at your own risk.